After accidentally cutting off her cat's tail with a lawnmower, he suggested she take the cat to Walmart because they are the biggest retailer in the country. Wake up. Let the dogs out. Musical guests to current events. Local and abroad. Cooking with homegrown recipes. Set your podcast to download. It's time for the General's Wake Up Call. I don't know if he's really a general. Ladies and gentlemen, we present to you. Quick, turn up the sound. Here's Ren and David. Mike, I want you to pronounce your last name for me. Photo. Photo? Just like a picture? Yep. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> I was, man, I've been messing with it all morning long in my head trying to figure it out. Mike Photo. Um, and I, I, I've noticed that your shirt, you represent... Raptors what, Wild. Raptors Wild. What is Raptors Wild, Mike? Uh, we are a 501c3 nonprofit wildlife education company. Oh, no kidding. So we do wildlife education programs for the public um, using birds of prey. So eagles, falcons, hawks, owls. Well, I have seen a lot of your Facebook posts, um, different birds that you had. It's really pretty. Like, I think, was it a white falcon? What was Mm -hmm. that? Was it a falcon? Mm Mm-hmm. That's a white Arctic jir falcon. So Uh, it's not native to this area at all. No, they're from the Arctic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one on the Facebook page, um, that bird actually passed away this summer at our show in Durango um, of old age, um, oh. 20 years old, which is in the wild. They only live 12 to 13 years, and he was 20 years old. And so he far exceeded his time. And Obviously, he was well taken care of. Well taken care of. He was my buddy forever. And so it was a sad day, but. I know he had a good life, so we have other white ones as well, like him. But that bird, that particular bird, that was comet. We have an uh, you have an owl. What what that, that is a big owl with you today? I, I'm hoping that it'll squawk, but they probably don't talk much, do they? They don't talk much. Every once in a while, she'll hoot. Um, this is a hoot. Eurasian. I forgot it's hoot. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Owls hoot. They don't squawk. <laughs> this is a Eurasian eagle owl. Um, these birds are from all over. Up in Northern Europe and Asia, uh, this particular species comes from around Russia, and this is the largest owl species in the world. Oh my gosh! Yeah, she's gorgeous. I mean, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, she tried to take flight here a minute ago. But, <laughs> um, all right, so we're gonna. I'm gonna digress a little bit, Mike. Where are you from originally? Um, I'm from this area. I grew up. Oh, in, are you? Grew up in Durango, but I've lived here most of my life. Yep. So, what got you involved with uh, birds, and especially birds of prey, right? Yeah, I've been doing, I'm a falconer, uh, it's called a master falconer. I've been a licensed falconer in New Mexico for about 43 years. But before that, when I was about um, 10, 11 years old, I got really interested in it from a book I read, and I've pretty much been working with birds ever since I was a kid. Where'd you go to school? Durango. In Durango? In Aztec, yeah. Through high, did you go through high school in Durango? Uh, through junior high, and then I graduated from Aztec. Aztec? Mm-hmm. So you're a tiger? Aztec mm-hmm. tiger? <laughs> tiger with an owl. <laughs> tiger with an owl. Yeah, that, 
That's an interesting combination. <laughs> you probably wouldn't see that in the wild, would you? No, no. <clears throat> well, um, I, I guess I, you you guys do shows for people too. I mean, it's not just you know just keep them. You can you can have this bird to my. I can t- is it an owl a bird? Is it considered a bird? Is it? Yeah, it's a bird of prey. Bird of prey. A okay. raptor. Raptor is the word raptor means meat eater. So it's a um, all birds of prey are meat eaters. So they're considered raptors. Makes sense. So it, it would hunt like small mice and. This particular one hunts everything from mice to foxes to raccoons. No kidding. Yeah, just look at the size of her feet, and that's how you can tell. They're monsters. She's got ginormous feet. Yeah, that's uh, has that has have those claws ever penetrated that glove? No, she doesn't. She doesn't use them to hang on with so much. I mean, she's got very good balance, and she doesn't try to hurt me. So she's never tried to. She squeezed down this morning a little bit. She got a bit, a little bit nervous, but other than that, I mean, she's not. I've had her since she was a little baby. She's very tame. We do shows for the public where um, the kids come up and they can pet her, and she never has shown any aggression towards anyone. You know, and in our shows that we do, when we do a, like in Durango this summer, we were, we had a storefront next to the chocolate factory on Main Street. We had nine or ten birds in there all the time. People would come in and we tell them all about the birds and the kids get to pet the bird, the owls. And uh, so what we found over my 40 some years of doing this is that kids see things on Discovery and National Geographic and they can learn a lot of things about animals on there, but they don't really learn respect for them until they get an up close and personal experience with them. And we've had lots of kids come in and say things like, wow, I saw this on TV, but I didn't know they were real. So they, it kind of gives a sense of reality to them when they're actually able to get up close with them. And when, they're, when they can touch one of these things, um, it, gives them a, uh, it gives them a sense of respect for the bird. And it's something that stays with them for their entire life. You get a small child in there and they get this close to an owl, and they will never forget it. Oh, I, I'm I'm that way. Right, I feel I can't. <laughs> I, I'm having a hard time focusing on you because of her. I um, just fascinating. I, I she she's it, 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 now. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a live feed on Facebook if that's okay with you. Sure. Um, is she nervous? Is that why she seems to be panting? No, she's a little warm. So that's they pant like a dog. They can't sweat. So they that's how they get rid of their heat. I'm sure that's a nice warm uh, coating that she's got on. Yeah, she's she's very well protected from the cold. Um, all right, I, I I know I ask you, but I I am like in awe of this bird, uh, and, and and you for that matter to doing what you do. But um, how did you get involved with with doing something like this? I mean, well, you know, I've been a falconer for forty three years, and. My entire 43 years of falconry, I've always gone to schools and things and done little education programs for kids in the schools and stuff. And a couple of years ago, we decided I wanted to do this full time. Um, so we put together the nonprofit corporation of Raptors Wild. And that's basically what we do is we 
Um, we go out and we provide educational programs. And, you know, now we get to, you know, we get our whole program is funded through donations and uh, things like that. And so we're able to go and do large presentations and we put together some flying shows. Um, but it's all educational. That's the whole purpose of it. And so I've been doing that basically the whole time I've been a falconer. Most falconers do. We always want to share our knowledge and experience with those that are not so fortunate to be able to get this close to a wild bird. Yeah, I feel very, very, very privileged just to be sitting here. Actually, she made me a little nervous when you when you first got here because you tried to <laughs> tried to take off. I was a little worried about her, and she looked like she was flying right at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, what's her name again? Spooky. Spooky. Yep. Like perfect for Halloween, right? Perfect for Halloween. Yep. Okay, so how can they get a hold of you to um, to, to to book the bird? Book um, the bird. They can go to our website at raptorswild.org, and we do private um, shows at churches, um, boys and girls clubs, Boy Scouts, things like that. Anyone that wants to do a private show, we do that. They just let us know what exactly they want. We bring. We can bring several of the birds in, the different ones, and talk to the kids about the birds. Or it doesn't have to be kids. We do adult you know, programs. I was going to say, I would love to have an adult party with that, with that owl. With Spooky. Yeah, it's great. I mean, everyone from kids up to seniors just are fascinated when they get that close to them. And all of our programs that we do, the difference between what we do and what a lot of people do is um, all of our programs are up close and personal programs. So we want people to get close to the birds and we want them to experience that up close encounter because that is what makes that long lasting impression in their minds. Sure. So the kids, they're the ones that are going to be taking care of these animals when we're gone. And so it's important that they learn that these are real and that they have a purpose in the wild and that someday they may have to step in and intervene so that these birds are able to survive. Well, yeah, it's, you know, from, from the bees all the way to all the wild creatures, you know, we need all of that to help our planet survive for sure. Now, um, if I'm not mistaken, some of the live feeds that I saw you doing, were the kids able to come up and pet that thing? Oh, we let every, every child wants to come up and pet the bird. They can come up and pet this owl. She is super, super tame. I've raised her from a baby. Um, we also have a great horned owl. His name is Owl Roker. <laughs> of course it is. And he is also <laughs> exceptionally tame. And the kids come up and pet him. And one thing he does that Spooky doesn't do is he likes to, when the little kids will bring their hands up to pet him, um, he bends down and he'll put his mouth on them and feels their fingers. And we tell them it's a little owl kiss. And they love getting an owl kiss by Owl Roker. The adults, when they come in and if they get a kiss on the finger, we just tell them they have to go on their Facebook page and say they got kissed on the finger by Owl Roker. <laughs> now, Owl Roker is what kind of owl? He's a great horned owl. Now, see, why isn't that one called the great horned I mean, they're, they're very similar to the great horned owl. The one difference that you'll notice when you have both of them close to each other is Spooky. Turn around. Spooky has pumpkin orange eyes. Oh, yeah. And... Now, that might be a tangerine orange, but this time of year is pumpkin orange because of Halloween. And the great horned owl has a banana yellow eye. And this owl is about three times larger than a great horned owl. 
They are, the great horned owl is the second largest owl that we have in North America next to the snowy owl. But this owl being an eagle owl, she is about three times larger than the great horned owl. So they look very similar. She has the feathers on her head like a great horned owl. Those aren't ears. They're not ears. They're not um, they look like horns. Ears. They're just feathers for decoration. Yeah. And she has feathers on her feet like a great horned owl. Her coloration is that for camouflage in the trees like a great horned owl. She is just um, from a different country. So she's from around Russia. But their markings are pretty similar. Very similar. It, it resembles the bark of a tree. So when these birds are asleep during the day in a tree next to the trunk of that tree. You really got to be looking. You will not see that bird. But they're very similar. But it's nice to have two of them so that the kids can see the difference in what we have in the United States and what they have in Europe. It's huh, fascinating. Talking with Mike. Pronounce your name for me again, last name? Photo. Photo. I want to say something different. I don't know why. There's an X on the end, right? Right. Yeah, it's a, it's a French name, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah, I figured. We're talking to Mike Photo. Photo. Man, I want to put so many syllables in that name of yours. <laughs> Do you get that often? Yeah. <laughs> can you speak French, Mike? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can, but um, that's it. That's all I know. Um, well, I can you know como vu too, I guess. I don't know. Uh, all right, so... Mike, tell us again who you're with. Um, I am the executive director of Raptors Wild, which is a, a uh, 501c3 nonprofit wildlife education company. And, you know, as an z- executive director, that kind of like makes you the chief bottle washer, too. Pretty it? much, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> do the whole thing. All right, well, we were talking off mic, and I forgot because I wanted you to, to talk about you've got something coming up. Uh, that probably is, I think it happened, yeah, it's going to happen before this show actually goes live. But let's talk about it because people can book this bird, book this bird, this owl, for, uh, uh, for parties and so on and so forth. And, and it's more for educational than anything else. So. Right. Okay, so what do you got coming up? Um, we were contacted by Cannon Air Force Base. In Clovis, New Mexico. Oh, Clovis. Yeah, Clovis, Clovis. And they contacted us, and they said that their people are bored to tears, and they are ready to have some fun. So they are. They put together a, a uh, fun thing they're doing it on Halloween, and they invited us to come out and bring the birds. They want to see the owls, and we're going to take a lot of the falcons and the other hawks and stuff, too, and we're going to have a... A fun evening, Halloween night, with uh, dressed up and and uh, teach the people on Cannon Air Force Base about the uh, the birds of prey. So is Al Roker going to go too? Al Roker will be there. Yes. <laughs> All right now, so when you take them to a show like that, do you do they? I I, I believe they fly, right? You, you, do you send them from one person to the other or stand? Um, sometimes we can do that, but this particular type of show, because of the COVID and everything. Uh. What we're going to do is basically we're going to be in a uh, facility there indoors. The birds will be perched out inside, and people will take people through, talk to them about all the birds, let them touch the owls, and get a kiss from Al Roker on the hand if they want. But we probably won't fly any of the birds there just because of the space requirements, and it's at night. So We'll be back after a quick break. Traeger's Bar prides itself in bringing together positive people and sophisticated spirits. A truly welcoming group with New Mexico roots, locally owned and operated. Traeger's offers specialty drinks, classic libations, domestic and craft beers, wine, and cocktails. 
And for folks feeling a tad peckish, the doghouse is right off the patio with hot dogs, wings, nachos, and much more. Located at 5170 College Boulevard in Farmington, their website is TraegersBar.com. So I, I have to tell you, I and your lovely wife, I, I've met you through Joan, who I've known for umpteen years. I don't know. We won't say because we're not going to say how old either any of us are. <laughs> but um, I, I am never at a loss for words. <laughs> Joan will be the first to tell you. I, I, I'm, I'm not. But I am so fascinated by this creature. And I really want to get the fact out that this is not just something that... W- can be talked about you can physically go to people's homes for birthday for whatever right it doesn't right. matter child uh, parents it, it makes adults it makes no difference so if i wanted to book you for an adult party right how, how would i do that how, how would i go about it um just contact go to our website and it'll have my phone number on there and um call that phone number and we'll set it up and work out all the details and um very easy to do. We, we've done several. Uh, we've had to do that because obviously with the COVID situation, we had several bookings for schools and things last canceled. spring and they canceled everything after February throughout the summer and still everything's still canceled. So by doing this, you kind of control the people, how many people are there. Right. And we take precautions and everything as well. But uh, we did a birthday party, for instance, for a family, for a 13-year-old, turned 13. They wanted a party up in Dolores, and I think the whole town of Dolores came to the Showed birthday up. party. There were well over 100 people at this little, oh, at this young man's party. We let him hold the owl, take pictures of him holding the owl and things, and everybody there got to pet her, as well as uh, Al Roker was there. They got to pet Al, and, you know, it's... Uh, it's easy to set up. Just con- get, get a hold of us through our website, and that's as simple as that. Okay, so let's give that information. How can give all your contact information out again? I mean, we can't say it enough. Okay. Uh, it takes the average human brain seven times hearing something. <laughs> Mine, it takes about twenty. But I also want to get your website. I'll put, put all of that on on the uh, on the notice when I do the when I post the uh, when I post the show. Okay. Um, our website is again is raptorswild.org. Easy enough. And we also have Facebook, our Facebook Raptors Wild Facebook page. Um, there's a lot of neat stuff on there. I was going to say they should go to that Facebook page so they can actually see what happens at a party. Right. Yeah, and and we have, you know, there's pictures on there of all the birds, or most of the birds, so they can see different things. They can watch Al Roker growing up on there. Um, we have posts on there right of when. When he was a baby. When Mr. Roker was a little baby. Well, I've seen some great pictures, you guys, at your house of the birds. Yeah. Yep. Looks like they're right in the living room with you, right? Is Usually, yeah. <laughs> Most yeah. people have dogs, yeah. Mike. What's the deal? Yeah, well, we, we have, have those, those too. too. <laughs> yeah. we, have a, we have a baby playpen in our living room that in the springtime always has baby birds in it. No kidding. Yep, that's where Spooky was raised. And Al Roker was raised there. And we try to put all the put a lot of that stuff on Facebook so people can see what these birds look like when they're little. You know, they they're not always they don't always look like this. So as they're growing up, it's real um, 
it's real interesting for people to see what these things look like and their stages as they're growing. They've little, got little bitty legs, don't they? They don't look that way once they're grown, but they, yeah. the legs are little bitty. And I'm sure probably fairly muscular. Now, when, when they hunt, um, they primarily use the, those massive talons to, 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 to kill the prey, is that? No, they kill the prey. They, they use the talons to hold them down, and then they just start eating. One of the things that we do in our programs is um, we don't water anything down for nature. Um, when you watch Discovery and National Geographic and programs like that, a lot of times they water things down so right. it makes it more palatable for you as a human um, with, with emotions and feelings. And they don't really tell you everything about how it is. The one thing that we do in our programs is we tell you how nature really is. It's not always pretty, pretty and sweet. No. Sometimes it's, it's blood, and uh, guts. blood and guts and kind of cruel, but yeah. it's nature. And so with these guys, they use those big talons not to crush their prey like they'll tell you on TV. They just hold their prey down and they start eating. Prey, they have an ability that is built right into their makeup. They go into shock. And so um, it's, not, it's not, yeah. you know, it's not a... Mother Nature knows what she's doing. Exactly. And that's, and that's the way it is. But that's, those big talons are there to hold their prey down and so that they can catch prey up to foxes and raccoons. God, they need yeah. big feet. Oh, my God. I, I, I can't. I guess the, the average fox is about the same size as that bird, is it not? Um, most foxes are quite a bit bigger than she is. Yeah. <laughs> but these birds can, the size of the prey does not matter. It's just a matter of how hungry can, they I, are. can I catch it and how hungry am I? Yes. <laughs> All right. So, um, how, how here, here's the thing because I, I've heard you say it a couple of times that you're a nonprofit group. Yes. How are you funded? How can uh, I help? We're strictly funded by donations. And when we do a program, someone invites us to come to their home or, or to their organization or whatever, um, they provide a donation. The money they pay us is a donation. Now, we don't, if you call me and say, I want to have a, a birthday party and we bring your birds to our party and we negotiate what we're going to do as far as bringing the birds. I don't tell them this is what it's going to cost you. I say, we are a nonprofit. This is my personal time. Give from your heart. Give from your heart. It is a donation from you to us. So what you donate is up to you, but just take in consideration our time that we're spending doing this. So, and it's always been, it's always been pretty good. I mean, it's, it's been fair. So if you, if you had a donor that just wanted to give money and not worry about a show, you, you'll take that too, right? No, we don't take money. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, I like him, John. <laughs> we will always take donations. Um, again, we are a 501c3, so your donation is tax deductible. And uh, all the money goes to providing food and care for these birds. Um, you know, I have the ability to make a salary, but I don't have the donations to make a salary. What I do is I give my time away for the most part um, to do this. Eventually it might come to that point, but everything that goes into this right now goes to care for these birds. Um, the, the base, the raptorswild.org, uh, right? Mm -hmm. Is that, where's, is it based out of Farmington or is it based out of Durango? It's based out of Aztec. Actually. Out of Aztec? Right. 
That's okay. where the birds are all kept. It's right there at our home. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Ah, now I know. You know, I used to get uh, eggs from your lovely wife, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys still, you don't do chickens anymore, do you? No, we don't do chickens anymore. Now we just do <laughs> do, they be, do they come too many meals? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're a mess, too. I've had chickens. They're nasty. Oh, did I say that? I said that out loud. <laughs> All right, so... Um, Let's well. Let's let's kind of approach that because that bird's been very very housebroke since I so far that I can tell. Have you had an issue with that in the past? Well, they live outside, so they have their own houses, each one of them. Uh, but they do tend to make a mess when they get older, and that's why they're not in the house when they're older. <laughs> Got it. Joan allows a lot more than most people would, but there is a limit. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> All right, but listen, I appreciate you t- bringing the, uh, that beautiful owl down here. I, sure. Just, Spooky, you're gorgeous. You're absolutely beautiful. And I, I, and I, I, I can't get over how balanced it. I would think that she'd be hanging on for dear life to your hand, but she's oh, just no. very natural. And when you walk, is it the same way? Just... Oh, yeah. Because when they, birds sleep on one leg, so... If she's sitting in a tree and the wind's blowing, she's sleeping with one leg pulled up underneath her and the other leg locked down and she just sways with it. Their balance is incredible. That's so interesting. I'm I'm just totally fascinated. All right, listen, the last part of this, I usually like to give the guests an opportunity. uh, And, and, you know, I'm not going to apologize. Typically, i got a whole lot more to say. (laughs) I am just totally fascinated. Um, But I, I like to give the guests an opportunity to... To, to, to say whatever you want. I mean, uh, you can talk about the bird, you can talk about yourself, you can talk about your home. I don't care, it's up to you. <laughs> you can talk about the Four Corners. It just, this kind of stuff is the reason that we have such a great quality of life here. And the, and the reason for the podcast is to let people know that. Yeah. Know? Four Corners is a great place to live. Right. Well, you know, I've been doing this for a long time as far as working with birds. And um, for me, it's been one of the things that I started to realize, especially last summer when we started doing our show in Durango, um, because we were flying birds over people's heads and everything, and people were so fascinated by it. Um, I I started to realize just how lucky I am to be able to have spent uh, as many years as I have training and hunting with these birds, and just to be able to have a one-on-one interaction with all of my birds. Um, people don't get to see that. They don't get to experience that, and they don't know what kind of a, a connection and a bond that we build with our birds. And so by having a, a program like this in the area, um, it's really good for the area just because there's something here that very pla- very few places in the country have, and that is a, a place where they can um, be able to see these animals and learn about them. I mean, we we talk to biologists that are we talk we talk to raptor biologists and we teach them things because it's not the same as as learning in a book. No, uh, we are we spend our entire lives with these animals, and so we know things and see things and experience things that's not in the books. And so we're able to teach people about these these birds and their habitats and their life and the problems that they face in the wild and. By having something like this in the local area, I mean, it's a good thing because it's not something that you see very often. And so 
you know, we we definitely uh, recommend that anyone that's interested in you know wildlife and birds of prey in general, you know, contact us and and uh, come to one of our programs and and if they want to do something private, you know, we we recommend it because, like I said, it's all about education and. We have never had one person come back saying that they did not enjoy the program. Oh, I, I've loved the Facebook post. So, all right, so let, let's give out how they can get a hold of you because I think that's most important. Can't say that enough. Um, through the, through uh, wildlife, uh, through raptorswild.org is the website. Right. Facebook page is called Raptors Wild. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they go to raptorswild.org, my phone number is on there. It's my cell phone. It's going to go directly to me because I'm the one that's going to book everything, tell you what we're going to do, and if it's something that you really want. Um, because we've done programs for really, really small children, um, preschool age children. Those programs are different than the other programs because their their attention span and everything is different. So they're going to contact me directly. Should I get my phone number? You, well, here's the deal. If it's if it's public already, it's fine to give it on here. But that's strictly up to you if you want okay. to do that. Yeah, they can contact me directly. And the number they're going to get off of our webpage or off of our Facebook is my personal cell number, which is 505-793-6120. And they're welcome to call me direct and um, I'll help them set something up. Perfect. All right. Thanks. I really appreciate it, Mike. I, I can't tell you. Uh, and I and what I'll do uh, after we get done, I'll get to make sure I get all your information because I'll put that on. The, I have room on the when I post the podcast has contact information on there as well. Sure. So, thank you. I appreciate you, man. You betcha. Very much. Good luck to you. That's got to be. I, I I would just. I, I don't know. I'm still at a loss. I don't know what to say. Time for Film Rant with Ren. Hate it. Hate them or love them. New or classic, Ren rants on them all. Here's Ren. Oh, hey, you're back. Thanks for joining me again on uh, my never-ending film rant. This is Ren, and today I'm talking to you about my octopus teacher. Released this year, 2020, on Netflix. It is a nature documentary, primarily by Craig Foster, South African man who lives off um, the Western Cape in South Africa, Cape Point. He lives on these big cliffs uh, with roiling, toiling waves right below his house. You know, sometimes the waves get so high that they splash the uh, their backyard. He's, he's a man who's learned to snorkel and scuba dive, I think mostly just snorkeling, through that environment. Um, if you go deep enough beneath the waves, you'll see there's uh, all this seaweed, kelp forests, really like an underwater forest. These big, tall, green stalks and all these different rocks. It's just teeming with life. So Craig Foster goes down there and he, he documents this area right in his backyard. He goes to the same spot every day so that he can observe the changes, see how things are growing and changing. And it's uh, through this process he met a very important teacher, an octopus teacher, you might say. You would say, because that's the name of the film. He never gives this octopus a name. He refers to her as her, 
and is very affectionate and forms a very close bond with her. Um, primarily, though, he does keep it rather scientific, doesn't interfere with her life. He observes her every single day of her life for an entire year. That's the entire lifespan of an octopus, one year, which is tragic because this octopus burned so brightly. She's so intelligent. Octopuses, first of all, are like a liquid animal. They can form themselves into any shape. They can also change their colors to blend in. And they've got all these arms and, and it's a shame they only live for a year because this octopus had quite the personality. And, um, like I said, forms a close bond. The filmmaker, Craig Foster, eventually he earns her trust and she starts to crawl on him, get on his hand. And once she realizes she can trust him, she's like, oh, cool. He takes her all around, swims her around, takes her to the surface. And um, she never learns to rely on him, but she does befriend him. It's the only thing you can call it. The ending is, of course, heartbreaking, like all animal movies are. You see her lay her eggs, and the way that octopi um, reproduce is they, the, the females lay their eggs, and then they spend their entire time taking care of the eggs, brushing off algae, protecting them from predators. So much so that they die. They don't go out to eat. And that's what happens to the poor octopus teacher. It's heartbreaking. Her little babies hatch and go off, and you think, yes, she did it. She comes out of her little cave and she's like, like when your phone is on 5%. And then you see nature take its course and she's swept away into the circle of life. And you want to shout and scream, no, she deserves a burial. But she was built to survive, baby. And she did it. An entire year made of who God knows how many little baby octopi. And she gave herself back to nature, as all things should go. It was a teaching moment for me after I got over being so sad about seeing this awesome little octopus who can make... She took shells and made armor to defend herself against a shark. She grew back a tentacle. Oh my gosh, guys. Check out this film. It is amazing what this octopus does. Like I said, she was built to survive and she was formidable. She stuck in there till the very end. Never gave up. Never surrender. Galaxy Quest. Good film. That's another podcast. Check out My Octopus Teacher today on Netflix. Boom. Be listening each week for yet another ranting with Rin. And you, sweetheart, you are just playing mean. She's relentless. That's it for now. Oh, so soon? Darn. Be watching the General's Wake Up Call Facebook page for upcoming events and podcasts. I was hoping so. Not really. Want to be a guest or have a question? Drop David or Ren an email at thegeneralswakeupcall at gmail.com. I know he'd love to hear from you. Until next time. Be excellent to each other. Always wear your clean underwear.